Can we sing a little bit? Imela. Imela. Laleno lanyo. Come on, sing, sing it for me, please. church was established. Up to 2000, there was no church at Lagos Island. People just went in, did their business, they left. And nobody thought of getting the seven, a seven-day Adventist church on Lagos Island. Because it was considered a no-go area. But I always want to take the challenge. So I challenge myself that Lagos Island must have a Seventh Adventist church. So I sought funding from the General Conference Global Mission. And I secured it. And I informed the then Nigeria Union. And we set in motion to have a campaign an evangelist campaign at Lagos Island. People were saying, Pastor, that place is dangerous. Pastor, you can't go at there at night. Pastor, there are area boys. What is area boys with Jesus Christ? So we set it up. And then I went to Lagos and I invited the Yaba Church, the Apapa Church, and the Victory Sanctuary. Then the victory was just now coming up. And they have got, they have got a, a, a building they were building. So I went there and I put it before them. And each one of these three churches gave volunteers for the campaign. And so interestingly, even Victor Sanctuary not only gave volunteers they also provided finger foods every night for the campaign. So those who came, they went home with biscuit and chin chin and everything to eat to go home. At the end of the campaign, we baptized 85 people. I was a speaker. And that was the beginning to establish the Lagos Island Church, which today is thriving. It was through that campaign that I said a church must be established with those baptized. I have seen with my eyes that Nigerians are zealous to achieve. And I like that. 
you have been zealous to achieve for yourselves. Now I want to challenge you to be zealous to achieve for the Lord. The enemy is weak. If we set our mind to do something for the Lord, let's bring that Nigerian zeal in us to let the work of God move forward. The sermon this morning or this uh, this hour, the community models. Shall we pray? Father, the hour has come that your people are waiting to hear the voice of God speak to the hearts of men and women, boys and girls. Please, Lord, speak through me, your servant, that I may speak and let the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable to your sight, O Lord, our strength. And our Redeemer, let the whole church say, Amen. The community models. Now, let's go on the... The young man has read the scripture for us nicely. Paul, in 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 1 to 10, Paul, Silas, and Timothy to the church of the Thessalonians in, the, in God, the Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ, grace and peace to you. We always thank God for all of you, mentioning you in our prayers. We continually remember before our God and Father, your work produced by faith, your labor prompted by love, and your endurance inspired by hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. For we know, brothers, loved by God, that he has chosen you because our gospel came to you not simply with words, but also with power, with the Holy Spirit, and with a deep conviction. You know how we lived among you for, for your sake. You became imitators of us and of the Lord. In spite of severe suffering, you welcomed the message with the joy given by the Holy Spirit. And so you became a model to all the believers in Macedonia and Achaia. The Lord's message ran out from you not only in Macedonia and Achaia, your faith in God has become known everywhere. Therefore, we do not need to say anything about it for they themselves report what kind of reception you give us. They tell how you turn to God from idols to serve the living and true God and to wait for his son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, Jesus, who rescues us from the coming wrath. My brothers and sisters, the purpose of this, of this sermon is to make Naka Church a model church. And it's to make you as a model Christian. Number one. Number one. The model church is a converted church. 
Sometimes our attitude shows that we are not converted. The way we do things, the way we act, the way we fight, the way we gossip, the way we backbite, even the way we eat, sometimes show we are not converted. But in First Thessalonians chapter 1 verse 9 and 10 says, they tell how you turn to God from idols to serve the living and true God and to wait for his son from heaven whom he raised from the dead. Jesus who rescues us from the coming wrath. Have you turned away from idols? I want an answer. Of course. When you talk to African about adults, you are thinking maybe he has got something somewhere with some eggs on top and some blood on top or some, some tail, some animal tail somewhere. Animal tail, right? Animal tail somewhere with some cowries on it or whatever. That's idol. But some of us have made our jobs idols. Some of us have made our properties idols. Some of us have made our qualifications idols. If this service is continued after maybe 2 o'clock, we sit here. You know how many people work out because they want to go and sleep and go to work or they are going to work. Idols in the church of God. The dollar has become an idol. But the modern church is a converted church. And I want to call upon you to be converted so that you can also help to convert others. My friends, there are three basic steps for us to do right now. Number one is that we have to make a decisive break with idols. We have to make a decisive break from all those things that wears us down. Anything that is making you not show forth that you are a Christian, anything that is not making you show forth the character of Jesus in you is an idol. And you need to break away from it. You need to break loose from it. Number two, we need to be in active service to God. So, to be converted is to be in active service for the Lord. So the song we sang, Onward Christian Soldiers Going to War. Are you a Christian soldier? Are you a Christian soldier? Are you on the war path? Are you sure? Please speak the truth. Are you really on the war path? Then we must be in active service to God. 
A campaign is coming. So if you are converted, show it in the campaign. That you are an active, you are going to be part of this campaign. You are going to contribute not only your time, but your means, your everything to bring people to the feet of Jesus Christ. A converted Christian is in active service to God. Number three, a converted Christian is one who is patiently waiting for Christ. When you are waiting for Christ, you don't have time. You know that this earth is not your home. Heaven is your home. And soon and very soon, Jesus will come so you don't have time for all these things. You don't have time. It's not time for decoration. It's time to move forward. It's not time to sleep. It's time to finish the work. It's not time to eat and drink. It's time to fast and pray. It's time to finish God's work so Jesus will come in our lifetime. That's what we need to do. A modern church Number two, lives in community. I want us to create a Naka community. This must be a modern church. You know how the church of Ephesus did? They never ran a campaign. They never went out to give Bible study. But the church was a community where they shared everything in common. There was so much love that when visitors came, they didn't want to go. They stayed. They won people by what was happening inside. There was so much love. There was so much community. Brotherly and sisterly love. Then when anyone entered the church, the person will say, this is the place I need to be. Never to go out. Nobody should walk through the knocker door here and come as a non-Adventist and go out as a non-Adventist. People who come here as non-Adventists must walk out here being a Seventh-day Adventist because of what they see here. The love. Our language our behavior, the way we cuddle people, the way we love people, is a winning formula. The community lives in God, the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Then ask yourself, are you living in God? Ask yourself. This Naka community must live in God, the Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ. Listen to what Paul said in 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 1. Paul, Silas, and Timothy to the church of the Thessalonians in God, the Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ, grace and peace to you. So the church in Thessalonica 
were living in God the Father. Can we also say Naka Church in Lithonia is a church living in God. The community is distinguished by faith, by hope, and by love. These three things is what Naka community must strive for, that we will live by faith. Then the Bible says, the just shall live by what? We as a community must live by faith. We must live by hope. And I know our hope will never be disappointed. And you must live by love. So when people come here, or as we go out to invite people to come to the campaign, they will see the faith in us. They will see the hope in our eyes, in our language, in our attitude. They will see the love that is radiating around us. And they want to be part of us. In the book of First Thessalonians chapter 1 verse 3, Paul says, we continually remember before our God and Father your work produced by faith. Your labor prompted by love. And your endurance inspired by hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. The campaign is coming. Let's produce faith. Let's work that will show that our work is produced by faith. Our labor for the Lord is prompted by love. And our endurance is is inspired by hope. You know, when a people has no hope, they have no life. We must live in hope. That's why we sing the song, we have this hope that do what? Burns. Our hope must burn in our hearts. And people will see it. We must be prompted by love to act at Naka. Not selfishness, not greed, not individuality, but as a community. Number three, the modern church proclaims the message. If Naka is going to be a modern church, it might be a church that proclaims the message. Naka church building must be an evangelistic center. It might be a soul-winning building. This whole compound might be consecrated to be a soul-winning grounds. The modern church proclaims the message. Listen to what Paul said in verse 5. Our gospel came to you. Verse 5. You welcome the message. Verse 6. The Lord's message rang rang out from you. Verse 8. So we have to go to the people with the gospel. And we pray 
that as the message has come to us, so we will go out and give to people. And then the message must ring in us. When the door rings, when the bell rings, don't do here. When I was a little boy going to school in the village, there was only one clock in the school. I said, what? And uh, at one point, I was made I was made a bell boy. So, <laughs> when maybe we are in a lesson, I have to do things quick, watching the clock, because all these classroom blocks, it was only in our class that the clock was. So when it is maybe recreation time, I have to move from my desk, go outside, ring the bell, bang, 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 recreation, please. <laughs> in the good olden days. <laughs> recreation, please. And then the students, the teachers who allow the students to come out for recreation. When is it game time? In the afternoon. And the clock, I see the clock. I go, I read, bang, 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 bang. Game time, please. And when it's closing time, sometimes it's change of lesson. The, the, the clock has hit. They must change lesson. I go out, bang, bang, bang. Change lesson, please. So if it's mathematics, they change the lesson maybe to English or geography or history, whatever it is. And when it's closing, I go and ring, bang, 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 bang. Closing time, please. When the students heard the bell, everybody was rejoicing. We, the message must ring in us to the world. They will hear the message is ringing in us. We must be the bell. Ringing. Have you seen Big Ben? Where is Big Ben? London. Big Ben is in London. When you are in London, you always hear, ding dong. You know that you watch your time. Big Ben. We must be the bell. The Big Ben in our time, in our community, in our homes. We must ring the bell for Jesus Christ. Our lives must be a bell for others. We are a modern church. Paul says in proclaiming the message, he said the gospel came to them. I thank God that the gospel came to you and came to me. I thank God. The gospel came to us. Verse 5 says, our gospel, our gospel came to you not simply with words, but with what? Power. There is power in the word of God. Did the, word, the Lord create this word by words? He created by words. He spoke and he did what? He came to it to be. There is power in the word of God. So Paul says our gospel came to you not simply with words, but with power, with the Holy Spirit, and with deep conviction. You know 
how we live among you for your sake. So that if our lives become the model, the gospel will come from us to others with power. And then Jesus says, say in Acts chapter 1 verse 9, ye shall receive power when the Holy Ghost come upon you. Didn't he say that? Ye shall receive power. So then if we give ourselves and we allow ourselves to be used, our words will become power to win souls for the Lord. Those people who are difficult will break down. Area boys in Lagos were coming to the campaign. At least they enjoy the take-homes. <laughs> they enjoy it. And nobody caused trouble. Nobody. Nobody. They were rather protecting the campaign. Can you imagine? The area boys. They were protecting the campaign. Those guys, they said they were bad people. No. They also needed the gospel. And some of them were converted. The word of God is powerful. Then Paul says, they received the message. The message was received. And then when you receive the message, they pass it on. When you receive the message, have you passed it on? Or you are keeping it? You know, last night, somebody called us and was asking questions about the Dead Sea. Have you heard about the Dead Sea? Have you heard about the Dead Sea? And he said, please, you went there last year. She was asking my wife. You went there last week. Can you explain last year? Can you explain what all Dead Sea means? And she tried to explain, and I helped her, that the Jordan River is coming from the north and passes through the Sea of Galilee and then it comes from the south through the Sea of uh, Galilee which is now the Jordan River and then it goes all the way several maybe a hundred or so miles to the Dead Sea. Now, the, the Jordan River when it starts is fresh water. The Sea of Galilee is fresh water. There are a lot of fish, tilapia, and all the restaurants there around the Sea of Galilee. There's no way you go there and you won't eat tilapia. Even when you are a vegetarian, as I went, I was a vegetarian, I saw it, I was almost tempted to eat tilapia, but I resisted not to eat it. At least I wanted to taste the fish that Jesus ate. It's fresh water. The Sea of Galilee, uh, the Jordan River flows down south. It's fresh water. And somewhere down the south of the Sea of Galilee, many, many people have uh, come there to baptize. They have made a nice place there with shops and baptismal areas. Very, very different areas along the Jordan River for people to baptize. And groups come. And it is we saw two buses of Ghanaians who have, that they come to baptize and grabbing Jordan River to go and sell in Ghana. Hey, Africans, we know how to make business. <laughs> bottles upon bottles upon bottles, everybody was scrambling to take 
the Jordan River to, to travel with. And they were baptized. It's fresh water. But when the Jordan River reaches the Dead Sea, it becomes so salty, you cannot even do anything with it. You can do nothing with the Dead Sea water. But the question is, did it, wasn't it fresh water that emptied into the Dead Sea? I'm asking you a question. It was fresh water that entered into the Dead Sea. Fresh water coming out of fishes. But as soon as it reaches the Dead Sea, no fish can ever live in the Dead Sea. No fish. In fact, birds, birds will not even fly over the Dead Sea. No ship sail on the Dead Sea. Nothing. Nothing, nothing grows. And even the one who called, he said, but pastor, isn't that maybe a body of water sometimes? Weeds grow on the top of the water sometimes. I said, no, no weed can grow on the Dead Sea. No weed. I want you to listen and apply it. The modern, the modern church proclaims the message. They pass it on. Jordan River passes on to Sea of Galilee. Sea of Galilee continues and passes on to Jordan River in the south. It flows, but when it reaches the Dead Sea, Dead Sea collects, it doesn't pass to anybody. And so the sea is dead. No organism, orgasm, organism can live in the Dead Sea. And you know, the floor of the Dead Sea is rock solid salt. Rock solid. And poor me, poor me, I didn't know. We went to swim. <laughs> no, you can't swim in. You can just float on the water. And I saw all this, our delegation of 72 people, they were floating, and I too thought I would go and float. And so as I walked, I tripped one on the, on the, on the, on the salt rock, and I fell. And my whole body, including my nose and my eyes, went under. Luckily for me, from the main area that you have to take a truck, they, they have this bus truck to go to the Dead Sea. It's maybe about two miles and it's so hot you can't walk. So they transport you. So while this tractor with a trailer was transporting us, we were with some Hebrew men from Israel. And when I asked them, they say Hebrew, I started a Hebrew song with them. That's what I've been taught at the seminary. I started a Hebrew song. And they were all happy, singing, singing. So when I fell into the water, these Hebrew men came around and they picked me up and they took me to uh, a place where there's a, a pipe water and they poured the water on me, on me, on me, on me to wash away the salt from my eyes, my nose, my mouth, my body. That saved me. But you can do nothing with the water of the Dead Sea. No animal can live. No fish can live inside there. It is simply 
dead. And the lowest point on earth is the Dead Sea. That's the lowest point. I don't want Naka members to be the Dead Sea. Am I hearing Amy? That you receive, you don't do anything about it, so what you receive becomes what? Dead. The modern church pass the message on. Don't receive without passing it on. Receive and pass it on to others so others will come to know the Lord. My friends, my loved ones, the modern church is a church that is converted and the modern church is a church that proclaims the message. And I want to charge you that this modern church must live in a solid community. Just as here we have various communities in our groups, we all have communities. We have the Igbo community. Am I, am I speaking the truth? Yes. We have, do we have the Yoruba community? Aha. Uh-huh. Me too, I have my Hausa community. <laughs> but you see, just as we have all these communities so strong that we attend the meetings and we do things, let even be hundred times more than are committed to those communities. But let this Naka community be so strong be, be, to be a winning community. This church might be a modern church. Modern in a sense of living the gospel message. Modern in a sense of preparing a people to meet their God. Modern in a sense of passing the message on. And I want to tell you, your labor will not be in vain. For the Lord will reward his people abundantly. Therefore, Move on. Press on, soldiers. Press on. Be a modern church. Be a modern Christian. Stand on your grounds. Go out. Invite people. Bring people. For the Lord is waiting on you. The Lord's hands are your hands. The Lord's legs are your legs. The Lord's eyes are your eyes. The Lord's the Lord's messengers. We are the people. We are the Lord's army. We are the Lord's army. Therefore, let's go out and march us unto war. For we shall come rejoicing, bringing in the sheaves. If you are ready to be a modern Christian and you want Naka to be a modern church, then I want you to stand up with me. Madam Prayer Minister Director, please come forward and pray for us. Ambora Uche, come forward and pray for us. All to Jesus I surrender. All to Him I freely give. 
never love and trust him in his presence daily. Father, we come to you in the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you, dear God, that you have called us for a time such as this. We thank you for our leader, Pastor Dengua. We thank you, Father, for the message that you gave him to give to us today. We ask, dear God, that your Holy Spirit would come, that you would revive us, that you would restore us, that you would renew us today. We pray that you will please forgive us where we have failed. Forgive us, dear God, where we have been dry and dead and not done the work that you have told us to do. Please, Lord, even as I pray, I ask for forgiveness. I ask, dear God, for unity. I ask, dear God, for humility. I ask, dear God, for power from above, because the work that is before us, we cannot do in our human strength. I pray, O oh Lord, that you would please, by the power of your Holy Spirit, take our weakness and make us strong. Take our unbelief, dear God, and increase our faith, because you are able. There is nothing impossible. There is nothing too hard for you. And just as you have used your people in the old God, we are here and surrendered. We are making a new commitment to you today. That you would come and fill us to overflowing. That your love, your unfailing love would appeal to those that we invite and give us courage to invite and give us a willingness to come and to work on your behalf. What an honor, what a privilege that you've given us, dear God. Help that it would not slip through our hands. Thank you, Father, for hearing our prayers. Thank you for doing above what we can ever ask or deserve. We love you, God, and we thank you for your love and your long-suffering for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Merciful Father, gracious Redeemer, the everlasting King, the Prince of all peace, and the Lord of all lords. Father, we appreciate you again. And Lord, we are asking you at this point in time, just as your daughter has requested, I want to join my voice to her voice. Holy Father, please strengthen each and every one of us. Your spirit in us is weary, but the flesh is weak. Many of us have many distractors. Job. We not even are we being comfortable where we are or looking at ourselves as people who are not good enough to be used by you. Whatever it is, O oh Lord, at this point in time that we stand in the way of us 
coming together with you. Father, please remove it in the name of Jesus. Father Lord, when men and women of old saw the apostles, your apostles of old, they knew that indeed these people had been with you. Father, today, we are asking you, let our life reflect you wherever we go. Let people see us in our community, in our neighborhood, as we talk, let them see us and know that indeed we have been with you. And Lord, give us the boldness. Just as you, the Lord, gave your man servant Peter the boldness to stand on the day of Pentecost and tell these people what they needed to do. Father, give us the same boldness today. So that by your grace and mercy, on the fourth of October 2019, when this reaping campaign will be kicked, will be started, every one of us, black and white, young and old, Yoruba, Awusa, Igbo, and Americans will come together and will hear you speak to us. Amen. And at the end of the day, Holy God, just as you did it in the day of Pentecost, Men and women will, be, will repent and they will be baptized. And not just only that, they also will be on fire for you. <laughs> Father, may this be our portion. Lord God Almighty, please, we can't do it on our own. Minister to us this moment. Help each and every one of us to begin this moment. To say, Lord, use us. Thank you, gracious Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. Please be seated. School is reopening. And we want to pray for our children. So all those children, young people, who are going to start school, please come forward for special prayer. Children, young people, those who are going to college or will be going to college or are in college already, young people who are going to start school, even pre-K, please come forward. Come here. And I want all the elders to come and spread their hands upon them. Raise their hands upon them. All ordained elders. Please come forward and raise your hand upon them. Come forward. Come. Thank 
I need thee every hour, most gracious Lord. No tender voice like that can peace afford. I Father in heaven, here we present the young people, the children who are going to start the school year. We pray that you start with them, protect and guide them, keep them away from bad friends and bad influences. Open their minds, Lord, and help them to understand and comprehend what their teachers will be teaching them. Give them superior intellect that higher than the human man can think is your ideal for them. Please let your ideal be for your children. Help them to pass every quiz, every examination, every assignment that they will always have joy in their hearts for you leading them in their academic life. Please plant their feet on higher grounds. Help them even at school that they will demonstrate the character of Jesus Christ before their friends. That they will say no to evil and say yes to Jesus Christ. Please work your will in them. When they leave home to go to school, please go with them. Let your own holy angels encamp around them. And when they come home, come home with them. I pray that your guidance, your protection will be over them and that make this new school year a very successful academic year for them. So, Father, as the elders and I, as your servant, have raised our hands upon them, let Jesus Christ's hands be upon them. And now, to you, may the Lord go with you. May the Lord be with you. May the Lord guide you. May the Lord open your minds. And may the Lord make you successful. In Jesus' name, amen.